Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Johnny Carson once interviewed Betty Davis and asked if she had any advice for young starlets wanting to get ahead in Hollywood. She suggested take Fountain. Fountain Avenue runs parallel to Santa Monica and Sunset Boulevards in Hollywood and is often used to avoid the heavier traffic. And isn't that what we're all after? A smooth run, no holdups, not only in traffic, but also in life. How do people handle those holdups, the rejections? How do they create a life in the entertainment capital of the world? How do they identify and express their uniqueness in a place where hundreds of thousands are hoping to do the same? Welcome to Take Fountain. Compelling stories from passionate people who've made it, are making it, in Hollywood. Writers, comedians, actors, filmmakers. I'll talk to anyone with a story to tell. Welcome to Take Fountain, a podcast of passionate people working on their dreams. Compelling stories from Hollywood. Your host, Ella James. Take two, because Chris Valenti just made me laugh. Oh. So I'm sitting in... You uh, can't laugh in podcasts. Well, you can't, you can, but it was just weird. Okay. So I'm sitting in a quintessential Hollywood apartment on Hollywood and Vine, in Hollywood, in a room that has three guitars and a ukulele on the wall and a keyboard. So you're a musician, but you're also an actor. You're a comedian. You're a writer. What else are you? I, I'm just, I'm a creator. Okay. I think that's, that's probably the way I, I, th- I like to look at myself. But, but I mean, I, I think I consider myself an actor first. But um, if you're an actor, you, you need stuff to act in. So then you should um, create that, you know, stuff, stuff to do. I'm a performer, okay. I, I guess, because I like performing with the guitar. I like performing um, in plays. I like performing in films. Um, and I, and I, I found through uh, writing songs that, you know, when I first realized that, you know, you can actually put some chords, strum some chords, and then put some words to it and and kind of create your own thing um, that I really enjoyed trying to make that uh, story, that that song interesting and try and trying to keep people's attention and and uh, and and taking them taking unexpected turns and and I, I liked not doing songs the way songs are typically. Um, performed and so I ended up doing, you know my stuff ended up being comedy music but it wasn't meant to be that way it was just meant to be sort of different and interesting and when I first started going to open mics in Hollywood uh, it was just so much fun to to have a brand new song to take to an open mic and then perform for people it was the happiest I could possibly be mm-hmm. and um, and like I just I just don't I never get that thrill from any from anything else. Performing a new song for the first time, and 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 seeing the reaction and watching people listen very uh, uh, intently was so so satisfying for me. And then if they're you know if if I could make them laugh with an unexpected turn, and then I can see it's it's the greatest it's the greatest feeling. And so I I kind of fell in love with that. I. I liked doing. Um, I liked acting in comedies, but it was a lot more fun to create my own comedy. Mm-hmm. And um, and so whether I was writing my own play or writing my own movie, and uh, or writing my you know later on uh, songs and comedy songs, and then then just straight stand up comedy with just the microphone, no guitar. Mm. That was that all became really exciting and much more satisfying than just. Uh, just you know, performing. Just somebody else's material. somebody else's okay. material. I mean, which I'm more than happy to do, and I love because you, mm. as you know, you just make it your own. Yeah. Um, but there's like an added benefit if you truly did make it as well. If you if you wrote it, I don't, I don't know what it is, but I I have more pride in that than and but although 
since a lot of my friends here know know me as like an actor writer, if I do um, say a mono, bring a monologue into a workshop or something like that, and if I, if people then are convinced that it's my story that I wrote it, that I just made it up or I wrote it for myself, mm. and it might be uh, uh, Neil Abute or something like that, then uh, I'm very satisfied too because you know I did it right. I, yeah. it's, it's yeah. coming out of it's coming out of me, and. Um, do you come, were you born in LA? I'm from New York. Okay. From Long Island, New York, actually. I don't know if that means anything, but I, uh, if, uh, let's, yeah, so Long Island, New York, I went to college in Boston, and then I worked in Connecticut as an engineer for three years. Okay, and then... so you didn't start off in college, you didn't go to acting college, like you didn't think you were going to be a performer? I always knew I would be a performer. I just suppressed it um, for a number of years to, you know, you know, to make the family happy mostly. <laughs> um, and uh, but after three years of uh, of being, you know, working in an engineering company, uh, I wasn't very happy with with what I was doing, and and so I, I drove across country with my friend uh, Adam, who's who I met in engineering school in Boston, and and. Um, and he's still an actor in, in Los Angeles as well, mm. and uh, and so we uh, we just drove cross country and just you know started taking acting classes and 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 I never had a more exciting fruitful time in my life. It's never going to be as good as it was when it was fresh and exciting and everything was possible and all you did was was work as hard as you can on an on studying the craft, study you know, learning how to how to improv. We studied at Playhouse West, which was uh, they they was based on the Meisner pro, uh, my, mm -hmm. you know, so method acting, and then you know you do improvisation into a scene. I would read every play possible, and I just try to find scenes with all of my different classmates, as many as possible. Um, it was just and and totally immersing yourself, completely immersed, and so many of the other actors. We're also completely immersed. It was an exciting time. James Franco was in that group of uh, of actors at the school at that time. Um, I came a little bit. Uh, Jeff Goldblum was our teacher, so I had Jeff Goldblum as a teacher uh, for eight years. And James Franco, who wasn't James, I mean, I guess he was because he was doing. He like, was James Franco, he, but he wasn't James Franco. He, yeah, he was, it was not like it was today. Even though I think he had the TV show. Uh, who else was in that class? I mean, it wasn't about names. It was about intensity. Mm. Um, and even with, Je it didn't matter that Jeff Goldblum was a movie. It was interesting learning from him. But the guy, the real great teacher at that school was a guy by the name of Robert Carnegie, who he had studied directly with Sandy Meisner for a number of years. See, in, when Sandy came out to LA, uh, Bob studied with uh, Stella Adler. He, he just was like immersed in, in acting from a young age and then decided also at a young age that he wanted to be a teacher. So he really studied how to teach. So we had, we had this great master teacher um, on Wednesdays. We had this great movie star in like the heyday of his Jurassic Park stuff. So he would always go off and do like this mega hit and then come back and teach us. And, and but he was, he doesn't joke around. I mean, he has a very intense acting teacher um, and so, like, I, I just couldn't believe my good fortune about, you know, walking mm -hmm. into this class, stumbling into, like, the first time I took the class, I was, I was early, and, you know, in Hollywood schools, they always have the picture uh, and the names of people who attended the schools, blah, blah, blah. And I saw Jeff Goldblum's name was, uh, you know, by the school ad or whatever it was, and they lived with a list of other people, but... Uh, <laughs> So I, I walked in, the door was open, I walked in first, I sat there, I was the only, I couldn't wait to start my acting career, so I, I just went into the classroom first, sat there, you know, 10 minutes early, and then the door opens, and it's the fly, it's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, can I... What are you doing here? Are you a student? Oh, okay, I am. Yeah. You know, and it was just like so amazing, I was just like, oh my god, you're... Jeff Goldblum. It's such and a Hollywood moment, isn't it? It was it was a crazy Hollywood moment, but but it ended up not being. I never really felt Hollywood. If this this journey of mine has never been about 
like glamour or red carpets or limousines or any of that crap. Uh, for me, I mean, you know, whatever. And I'm terrible at at pictures. I'm I'm horrible at, at that stuff. I I don't. I don't what do you feel, mean you're terrible at pictures? Like when you know if you go to a film festival and you got to do the the step and turn garbage or like there's all the oh god I, red carpet I read, whatever that oh kind I of would crap need is. to be trained in red carpet I, I hate those pictures I, I don't know I, if I stand with my hands on my hips I look like I'm about to hit I'm someone so awkward yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a bad poser for me I'm just like please I am a bad poser I yeah. I, I, <laughs> I dig it pose you know I mean but if I'm if I'm acting in something then I'm fine because yeah. my my attention is on you know whatever I'm trying to accomplish mm. but I'm hoping uh, to employ a double to do all of that stuff what, what, yes well, right I'll be saying to them could you just shoot me from the neck but, up and... but nobody's that good looking though that's the problem oh, right? God you're so going to just stop <laughs> go on um, so 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 you, you you study and then and then it all starts working for you, you had a moment right you you got a booking Oh, oh yeah, no, that um yeah, a couple years in, you know, I I I told myself I was not even going to go to an audition for 2 years. I just wanted to learn because I didn't really ever study this stuff before. So I came here and wanted to learn what to do. And then uh, a couple years in, one of my classmates um husband became an agent so i talked her into like signing me up for you know, could you be my commercial agent at least, you know? Let's see how we do. And then um so I went out on my, my, I went on my second, was it that? Yeah, I mean, it was insane. My second commercial audition, uh, I booked this national commercial that was played at, like at nauseum yeah. through, you know, it started, do you remember the, do you remember when Ellen DeGeneres had her show, uh, Ellen, and, and she came out of the closet yes. on national television? Yeah. Well, that was like a big... That was a big deal. Oh, like, yeah. And so this, they knew this commercial was going to be a big deal. Selling ads for that show was like Super Bowl ads. Okay. And so that's when, that's when um, they revealed this, this commercial. So it was like a big... And then it played for... Like, what, what were you advertising? Um, it was a Volkswagen commercial. Oh, okay. Wow. And I don't, you probably didn't get it in, in Australia, but it had... It's sort of famous. It's just two guys just driving around. And it was sort of famous because it brought back the... The old trio song from the 80s, Da Da Da. I okay. don't love you, I don't love me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Da Da. You know that song? Yes. So, so it was, I mean, it's, it was nothing, but, um, but it took off and. Well, it's a, I mean, in, in Hollywood terms, to have a national car commercial. It's a big deal. Is a big deal. So, yeah. and, so and it means money, it, which it, means continuing to be able to study and. And this one was even. Rent. This one was like the top commercial of the year that year. I mean, it came out with then when the Chihuahua, the Taco Bell Chihuahua dog came out. I don't know if you were here for all these for these ads. The um, I wasn't even born. Yeah. <laughs> no, <sorry. laughs> the, um, there was like a Dell guy. There was like a lot of actors who were known for their commercials. And the funny thing is we all, like four of us lived in this little apartment building in Burbank, like uh, uh, Carlos uh, Agazanzi, I forgot, I can't even pronounce his last name, Ag, whatever. He did the taco dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like I knew a, a, a couple other of these commercial guys. It was very funny that we all live in the same kind of place. But there, the problem is Volkswagen, they they only do one round and then they, they never renew a commercial oh, okay. and they never do series of commercials. Oh, and they never, so there's no, this, you, there's no, you think it's about to all take off now. Yeah. But of course they just look, no, no, we used it like, before, so we're not going to use it again. Yeah, they wanted Damn. like people were sending scripts in, like have the two guys drive past the Eiffel Tower, have the two guys pass, you know, drive down past yeah. big monuments. It never happened. <laughs> I mean, it's silly that like, that's what I was hoping for, but that's when, that's when the actor makes a ton of money. Yeah. Right, and it happened for all these other guys in my apartment building, but um, because they they became spokesmen and they did you know a series of commercials, yeah. whereas my like thing was just a one-off flow, like exactly, yeah, 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 you yeah, know, yeah. Okay. that type of thing. If you so, get that, so what else have you? So what else have you booked? What else have you done? I'm asking well, the the eternal question. Not a lot. Um, you started creating as a result. Yeah, that okay. that after that, I booked like two or three or four like good roles in like independent films, and um, and so they, a few of them went to some film festivals, and that was interesting. But uh, oh, and one of them, uh, the guy wanted me to play a um, 
uh, a stand-up comedian, which was something I always wanted to do, but was never brave enough to do. Mm. But I was like, oh, good, I'm an actor. I'll go be a stand-up comedian in his movie. And, uh, and he gave me all of, his, all of his jokes or whatever. And, um, and I became good friends with a guy. His name's Ian Harris. And the name of that movie was It Burns When I Laugh. And um, it was like 98, I guess, or 99. And <laughs> but the, it was, the, the funny thing was I caught the bug of stand-up comedy from playing a stand-up comedian. Okay. And I would, because I, as, a, as an actor, I took that role very seriously. And I, uh, I, I took that character's name and started going to the comedy store and started like going around town as that character, oh. telling the jokes as the character. Okay. And um, to like to really do it, and then after the after that uh, we did that movie, I kept getting calls as the character, and I was like, oh, okay, you know, the jig is up. I I don't want to continue doing this. So so one day I told one of the bookers, I'm like, yeah, it was uh, it was just character, but I'll, but I'll come do the, the thing as myself, and um, and I was like, I'll just tell them about my day. I knew nothing about stand-up comedy. I knew nothing about writing. I knew nothing. I'll just go up in front of people who once thought I was kind of funny because I was doing somebody else's right. material. But now I'll just go be funny. I'll tell them about my life. And so basically it was probably similar to this podcast. Where, but, but I went up with a microphone thinking I was hilarious and I failed miserably and knew nothing about I was like, oh no, this is so painful and uh, this hurts so much to to fail at, at, at comedy so then I it, it was a process like probably a from that point probably a five or six year process where I, uh, I was like I loved performing in front of people yeah. I grabbed the guitar started writing um, songs fun you know because that's fun too that's the other side of me I always loved uh, playing piano and guitar just just for fun and I always tried not to do it out here because I wanted to be a serious actor but but uh, performing just took, I just, you know, I go, I run to the guitar and I cradle it and I, I play it to make myself feel good. Um, so then I started performing as a singer songwriter. I left the comedy thing behind for a little bit because, uh, you know, that that's way too hard stand up comedy. I know you're a comedian and so you know how hard that is. Mm. Um, and so, I give it up every time. Oh yeah, that's it. I'm not doing it anymore. Well, I cannot stand it anymore. It's, uh, you, you, you're, you're good. You, I can tell that you, you have the because it takes, it takes an instrument to stand up. You know, you have to. You're that's, great with your voices. I have to get a flute. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Right. Uh, I know, but you, it's um, and it, yeah. It is, but being it's very hard. Being here is hard. I mean, you know, people they must say to you, "You're brave." Do they say you're brave? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I never, not for me. I think like my, you're talking about like people from home? Well, people from home or people who aren't in it. I mean, there's, there's kind of a, one of the reactions you get is kind of like the poor doggy, the poor doggy. You know, if you say to a Labrador, Oh, poor doggy. Eventually, you know, the ears go down and the eyes go down yeah. and the head goes down. And he looks like, oh, I'm seriously, I've got a terminal disease or something. Yeah. That's, you get that from some people like, oh, well, keep going, Ella. You know, it'll all be okay. Or the other one. You have encouraging people in your life. That's well, nice. I have, there are a couple like that. But I have the other who, who are like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. Like every time they want me to post on social media every time I go for an audition. And I'm like, there aren't enough Facebook, there aren't enough spaces on my screen to fill in with those posts yeah. for how many auditions I go on. And please don't ever ask me, did you get it? Did you get it? Yeah, no, that's the worst Be Because thing. Yeah. like, I'll let you know, Right. I'll let you know how that goes. Well, right? you, you learn not to tell anybody about your auditions because yeah. then there's the, like for them, I, I get it. It's it's like a job interview or, or something like or, Yes, it is. And, and you say, I got a call back out of it. I got a call back. Oh, did somebody give you a call? Did they? That's nice on your uh, new uh, cell phone. Right. That's exciting, isn't it? Yes. But, but, but they think that there's like, uh, and, and it makes sense that, that, that there's a, a path to the end of, you know, you get some, some, 
you know, there's a job interview. They're probably interested in you. You know, one or two、mm. candidates, probably you, you and four hundred others. But here it's you and four hundred others, and you don't really. And they look at you for two seconds, and they don't really consider you. You know, I mean, I, whatever. I, I, you know, it's interesting. I, I've never counted.、Um, How many auditions I've done? I, I used to keep a book when I、oh, first got, got here. Oh, I've got a spreadsheet. Yeah. In fact, I've got four sheets on my spreadsheet. I Virgo. I, I, I no, I did it. I've just been here twenty-three years, and、mm. like ten years into the spreadsheet, you know, plus new computers and stuff, and you, you know, I just finally, I think, I think part of it that when I got away from it is when I wrote my first script because I, I, I saw that some other people that. This is this is how I do everything in life. My thing is like my dad played guitar. I never took a guitar lesson, but my dad played guitar, and I saw some friends in school play guitar, and、uh, and I did take some piano lesson. But but I'm like guitar, you know, gosh, that's a difficult instrument, and to be really good at it, you study that for years. I'm not really good at it, but、um, but I thought like these other people, they're not they're not that much smarter than me. They're not smarter than me at all.、Mm. They figured it out. I bet you I could figure that out with some effort,、mm. and that's how I kind of approach life. I well, you're in, that's the engineer. Maybe I mean it could be. I, I like I I see a math problem and I know there's a solution. Yeah. I just I might not、you、know what it is now. You see a life problem and you go. Blah. <laughs> I, I I think I can figure in my life. I see a problem. I figure that if I work at it. I can solve it.、Mm. That works for everything in my life except for women. <laughs> I can never figure that them out. Nobody、That's, can. That is、uh, no、beyond available for men or women. Imaginary numbers are involved. I think. Let's let's move on. A nice segue because you said guitar. Nas Society. How I met you was that last year an amazing singer who I met, Sarah Spiegel. Sarah. Sarah is who is performing、um, at the Pico Playhouse. January twentieth at eight p.m. Getting the ad in.、Um, she is extraordinary, and and she said I'm 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 doing this musical and I and I'd love you to come along. It's at the Fringe. It's called Nar Society, and I took an Australian friend along who was here working on a joint production, and we both loved it so much.、Um, the the tag the logline is um, um, social media can bring us together and tear us apart. Yeah, it was clever. It musically, it was just wonderful. But the lyrics and the dialogue, it was clever, clever, clever. And you wrote it. Thank you. Yeah. So I've been trying to get you on my podcast show since last June. I wrote it with a with a writing partner. Okay. I did write. I bit, but that includes me writing it too. Okay. <laughs> so, so. Yeah.、Uh, what What led you? Because I mean, I'm having a social media detox at the moment. Mm. Um, because I, I just can't stand the stupidity anymore,、uh, which is just awful. But that's just how it is. So I have to go on and check it for work, right?、Mm-hmm. But I have noticed already. It's been、um, six days.、Um, firstly, the battery on my cell phone lasts all day now, so I don't have any of the apps on my phone.、Mm. So my battery lasts all day before I have to recharge it.、Um, I also don't feel sad. I don't. I don't get angry because I don't get to read about what's happening in the with, world with no phone, with no phone, no access to social media. Yeah. I yeah. I mean, I listen to the news on on. I listen to KPCC or NPR, one of the、um, the talk stations, the to hear what's going on、yeah. in the world. It's great. But even that doesn't make me miserable. It's、no. people's reaction to what's going on in the world that makes me miserable. Yeah.、Um, anyway, so I was.、Um, I wasn't quite at that point of wanting to have the detox last year when I saw it, but it still it really struck a chord with me because it's clever. It's it's true. All the things I love about social media, on on which I will promote this show. By the way, that's one of the things that's great about it.、Um, I'm doing stand up、yeah. at the Black Cat on Wednesday. I will promote that. Right.、Um, It it's connected me with friends that I haven't spoken to for thirty odd years.、It's、part of the bring us together side, right?、Yep. Love all of that,、yes. and then there's the tear us apart. Yes. So that clearly was there a moment? What what started this for you? Uh, well, uh, my friend came to me and he's like, "Well, we both、uh, do music. We both write screenplays, and and we both write comedy.、Um, we should 
get together and write a musical. And I thought, you're out of your mind. No way. That is so crazy. That's so difficult. Um, and then I thought about it for a day and I was like, yep, sign me up. I want the challenge. You know, let's, that's, that sounds so hard. So it's funny. I left New York, you know, ultimately, you know, I left New York to come to LA to write a Broadway show. Yeah. So, I mean, so, I mean, we'll get to that because you are taking it back to Broadway, which is take it back to Broadway. You're going to get it on Broadway. Right. Hopefully. Um, That'd be great. No, it's, um, so tell us about the musical. Well, we, uh, we want. We wanted. We had to pick a subject, and you know, what what are we all immersed in? What is our what are our, is our life about? Like, what do we, you know? And it's just that. That's it, interesting that you decided to write a musical. That it was. I had thought. See, this is when you ask uh -huh. questions instead of assuming. Yeah. I had thought that you you'd been angry about social media and started writing a song, and then from the song came the musical. Mm -mm. Okay. No, not at all. Um, social media uh, just started like it was such a big thing at first as part of my comedy and music career was when I was tour I toured as a performer um, and I, I ended up building like this big database of, of fans and you know and I'd go to their town I would let that email list know and I played that whole game for so long and uh, you know and I was all about self-promotion like real real hard self-promotion mm -hmm. probably just got so many people sick of me probably but um you know so i kind of had like blogs before blogs were going i would just shoot out all this stuff to to the email my email uh fans or whatever and does it they're email fans they don't actually come to see me perform well i mean but they're on my email right i mean it was a pretty I, I think I was like, I got into that just before social media. So I had like a bit of a kind of a following, big email list. But I, I don't know. It's just, I just got tired. I just got exhausted of self-promotion. Mm. And I think with social media, it just became so easy to do self-promotion mm. that all, nobody was really like putting in the effort that I had put in to like, to, you know, to develop. And I, the, so there's so many, I don't even know where to start. Like the, the narcissism that has happened to this country in the past 10 years, it, you know, where people create, people just, everybody nowadays sees themselves as some type of star, some type of, you know, everybody's worthy of, of likes and attention. loves and fans and attention mm -hmm. and the selfies that's what gets me the constant Every, everyone believes that everyone else just cares about everything yeah, but they do they love me and i'm fascinating that's but that's the confusing thing about being a performer right because well, if you're a performer, it's different. You, I, you have access to it. Yeah, but you everybody wants your to be a performer. Everybody, this is the new thing. So I, uh, I, I, there, <laughs> there Hold are, it for just two seconds. This is exactly what I wanted the play to do. Right. To create conversations like this. Right. Well, this is, and this is yeah. what it is. Because yeah. I know there are young people who've said to me, um, and I say, you know, when you're a kid, you tell your teddy. And then in your teens, you tell your, your, your best friend and your boyfriend. And in your, in your 20s, you know, you're, you're telling your partner. And then in your 30s, um, you know, you're, you're uh, writing a blog. And then in your 40s, people are deciding to write a book. And then in your 50s, you just put your arm around people and say, they're there, they're there. It'll all be all right. We all go through it. Don't worry about it. We all have to go through these phases. But everybody seems to be... It's not everybody, but many people are in this phase at the moment of, I'm going to write a book about me. And I'm like, why don't you go and read three books instead? Well, I mean, if they are going to take the time to, to actually sit down and, and write a book, you know, take the six months it takes to write that, then I have a lot more respect for them. They, nobody writes a book. They just take a picture of their fucking lunch and expect a 2000 likes off of that. You know, I mean, that's, 
You know if, they banned that in some places. Am I allowed to curse? Yes, you can. Okay, yeah. um, you, because some, some people were actually standing on the dining table at restaurants to get a better angle on their food. So some restaurants have actually banned it. It's insane. Yeah, but it's, and it's constant. It's, it's, from a feminist perspective, women who don't want to be objectified and yet judging themselves wholly on how they look. It's crazy, right? It's, the dichotomy, it, it's a, it's hypocrisy. It, yeah, but at such a weird level. Yeah. Like I can't critique it. I did that um, best nine on Instagram. Oh, I heard about it. I didn't yeah. see it. Oh, well, that's nice. See, best that's, pictures or that's something? a nice I, response. I, I, I truly try to stay away from Facebook it. as much as possible. This was Instagram, but it appeared on Facebook. But it I was the best know. nine, and it was the best, it was the most liked photos of your Instagram year. Mm. And it compiles it based on an algorithm. I, so you have to have nine. I don't think I have nine. I have two total on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> so no, that's saying, why I don't know about well, it. Well, you know, the, the thing is, I mean, um, you know what, what Hollywood's like. I mean, now they, they say, you know, we love you, Ella. What's your social like? You know? Yeah. They want to know how many followers you have. Right. So I found a hundred different ways to photograph palm trees. Excuse me. Um, hashtag actors in LA, hashtag actors life, hashtag palm trees in LA because you want to get the response, right? But what I found when I did this is I walk around saying, I'm not a narcissist, I'm not up myself, I'm not taking selfies. Nine of these photos, guess what they're all of? Me! Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so it is hypocriti hypocritical for me to go on about it, but it, that's the reality of it. And I think with my social media detox, the more I, I talk to you about it, based on the fact that your your musical is called Nah Society, um, is that I wasn't actually sick of everybody else posting. Mm. I was sick of myself. Yeah, yeah I, me too. And I would occasionally have thoughts and think, oh, I must post that. And, and then I went, no, just yeah. check yourself. Yeah. Do you really need to stand on the street corner and scream that out? Well, you know, I mean, it's really an addiction. What it comes down to, it's uh, you know, it, it targets a uh, you know when you when you get the uh, the likes or the when you send something out, the you know, you still do it. Oh yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a dopamine reaction, mm. and 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 it's like in the same part of your brain. I read that cocaine uh, it has a dopamine reaction, so it's like it, it's literally an addiction, and you so you it's hard, it's hard to break. And so here we are, the entire country, well, the, the president, the world, the world is oh, okay. The world, sure, the world is addicted to this game of we want love, we want attention. Do you like, please like me, just like. And and so we, uh, I, there's a song but, in the but play. I, I have to stop uh, you there, okay? Because I think it's more insidious than that. Because I don't think that our our drive is please like me. I don't think that's a conscious drive. I don't think that's why we're posting. Well, when you get when you get the likes, you know, you yeah, you get the dopamine you, hit. Yeah, but when you get the likes, your conscious reaction isn't that's good, I'm liked. You don't think that. What do you think? I don't think anything. I think You're enjoying the dopamine? I'm getting older every day. What am I doing here? Oh, I yeah. think no, I don't this is and this is the thing about addiction. We don't we don't do something that is addictive because we're consciously doing it. Mm. We have to the, the stopping thereof is what's conscious, and noticing in other people is conscious. But in ourselves, that's the scary thing. We, I don't think I don't think that's the drive for it. That's just being the takeaway, which is scary. I mean, for me to stop social media use, and I go on for an hour a day at the end of the day to do my business stuff that I've got to do, right? Um, for me to not do it, I was amazed at how many times a day I would automatically go to my phone yeah. Yeah. to check on that, waiting for an elevator, um, getting out of my car, um, when I got out of my yoga class today. Constantly. Constantly. And then, so when when that happens, 
I actually took myself off to the Iliad bookshop and bought some secondhand books. Right. Um, you also are en- enlightened a lot m- than most people about you're you're contemplating this. You're looking inward. You're you're trying to better yourself. You're, you you're looking at this as a as a problem. Most people don't even don't even do that. Like, ooh, this is a behavior of mine which is less than healthy. Like who most people don't do that i would say 90% of social media users or what i mean i shouldn't mm. throw out numbers but but well, most people just they they, they don't, wouldn't think to uh, limit themselves like that for health reasons some people do i mean i see lots of friends who take time off of social media or don't even join in and i think that's i think it's healthy it's a tool that we're supposed to use but it's a tool that ends up using us and that's the danger. It, it yeah. flips. That's when I started reading all the stuff, all the stuff that Zuckerberg was saying, mm-hmm. and the people who had worked at Facebook and how they felt about it now, and the yeah. algorithms, and the and and the fact that that if I if I look up, um, like I had to look up on Staples the other day on their website, um, filing. Um, filing cabinet hanger things to right. put the files on, sure. right? Mm-hmm. I had all I did. I had a dream. I was finally going to file, you know. Oh, anyway, I was going to. Oh, I'm going to get it so organised, right? It hasn't happened, but the desire was there. But you know, shortly after doing that, ads come up in your feed for files. Yeah. What's that about? Um. I started looking at, you know, funeral plans just as a joke last year, just to see what would happen. And sure enough, it comes up in your Facebook feed. Well, that's, and that's just, I mean, when you, when you type it in, sure, there's algorithms to see what you do. The even scarier part is a friend of mine, a couple of friends of mine posted like that they had a song playing on their stereo or they were even, one guy said he was singing a song to himself that he had in his head. And next thing you know, he saw like that performer, an ad for that performer in concert, you know? Like, so okay. like they're, they're spying on us too. Well, there's, yeah. a, there's that idea. I don't, I don't know what the truth, I'm not an expert in any of this, but, um, but that's scary. A, that's a, it, it's scary, but the thing is we need, we need accountability and we need transparency. Mm. Um, Although I will say this, sometimes I love it. Sometimes I, I love the fact that my computer knows where I typically go. I only have to hit one key to get to this particular website, or you know, yeah. I, I don't have to. Yeah, well, that's, that's it, what I'm saying. The, the good side of it. Yeah. And this is the musical. Social media can bring us together mm-hmm. in the same way that technology is a good thing. That can also tear us apart. Yeah. I think in the first half of the play, it's almost like in a way it's separate plays because the first half we explore the narcissism of, uh, of, of the world these days with all of the, the first song is look at me mm. and it's all, you know, it's, it's a Facebook feed, you know, and, and it's just all, all the things that you can look at. Well, let's just have a listen to look at me just for a minute. The Internet, a global communications network consisting of billions of electronic devices. It has grown to dominate virtually every facet of modern life. One aspect of the Internet, social media, connects the human species like never before. It has been the most significant change in the nature of communication since the invention of language itself. God, I have so much work to do today. I gotta get this assignment done now. I've had three weeks. I have to run those errands. Mom needs my help. I gotta get to the store. I got laundry. There's not enough time in the day. Let me just check my feed for one second. Look at that. Jen and John are having fun on their vacation. Look at this. There's a snowstorm pounding some town in the nation. Look at that. A waitress got a hundred dollar tip. Look at this. 
I'm a bully, got a well-deserved bad lip. I should work, but a drone is flying through some fireworks. Just one more, Miley singing to a confused Captain Kirk. Look at that, 20 doggies who have mastered photo bombs. Look at this, people I don't know dressed up at Comic-Con. Look at that, oh my God, Rachel is in a relationship. What's this, how to make gluten-free vegan Okay, friends. so look at me. Okay, and, uh, and so that, that song... You know, is, uh, is it's a bit sort of it's it's narcissistic, but it's playful. You know, there's elements of it. It's harmless, right? And and uh, but but I would say like the, the the first half of the play is kind of about that. There's also um, there's also a selfie song. The, the the way the characters are divided, there's um, there's like the Zuckerberg type guy who. Uh, who makes money off of all of this stuff. There's the Kim Kardashian type girl who is the Instagram, famous Instagram model that, that has a, a billion followers. Everybody loves her. There's, there's two ordinary people in the middle. Um, you know, one guy is the, the main character is trying to get his business going using the internet. That's his idea. The, uh, the main female character is... Um, uh, she's using it to express her emotion maybe a little bit more. She's not narcissistic about uh, looks or pictures, but she's she's the person that that wears her feelings on her sleeve on the on the internet. You know, pray for me and my you know my cat is sick that type of thing. Oh so she's that God, character. Don't you hate those posts? <laughs> well, I we did this without trying to judge. This is just what's out there, and, you know. And then you wind up all these people and and see how they interact. And and you know, uh, it's also a tool for. For love, it's also a tool to to find find love. And well, it ex and it accelerates any relationship that you have. Sure. Yeah. Well, right? that's a, that's it's so true the acceleration, and, and I'm glad you said that. But it accelerates nothing. Like there's nothing there. It just accelerates a connection that isn't a connection. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, I I mean, do 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 do. You know. It's it's you. Everything's accelerated these days, and we we have ADD. We want we want instant gratification, and that's kind of what computers, the internet, gives us. Is we want we need to know something. Boom, we know it immediately. We want to you know what what can we do tonight? Boom, we have ideas. Mm. You know who can I who can I meet? There's a there's a zillion dating apps, and we have we have the song about about the dating apps, the uh, the parade of douchebag song. We oh well, it's just the parade song. We don't want to kill the joke in the title, but. Um, that Sarah sings, and and it's uh, you know it's it's just really it's just a microcosm that first act of of just how accelerated uh, life is and and the and you know the narcissistic aspect of using the internet. Um, for our advantage or for lots of different things. We have another character is a troll who, um, who loves to, uh, uh, you know, I guess, um, virtually assault people, I guess you might say. And another, another character is a, an activist who, uh, is, is always trying to, to, uh, find you know find trouble and and uh, and just you know and sort of like right 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 all the wrongs you know and there and these people exist on the you know and we and so we took these people and you know we made we we tried to like carve a story you know a typical uh you know where's the cat different plot points big arc you know the journey uh type story out of save those, the cat save oh what did i say did you say where's the cat oh where's the cat then i got <laughs> I thought, hang on, there can't be a script writing book I haven't read. Where's my cat? Where the fuck That's is like cat You're go? confusing where's my cheese with Maybe. save the cat. Could be. But um yeah, so you know, or, or whatever the you know, the, the arc of the yeah. of the journey is. It's certainly timely and and I can see it on Broadway. Oh, can like, you see it? That's wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. I uh I hope so. I've. What do you um, have to do to make something like that happen? I don't know. Oh, don't know. that's I, a shame. I, <laughs> I wish I knew. I, no, I, seriously, I, you you've got to have some steps in play. You, I do. I yeah. have. I have. Um, I have the play. You know, first of all, we put it up at the Fringe Festival. So I I did launch a production of it, and it was a it was a big 
um, it, it was a big effort because it not only is it a 19 song muse two act musical, mm. which is like two and a half hours long, like no, normal Broadway length, and um, but it also has the projected screen on, uh, you know, which is above the stage, which is sort of uh, we feel necessary for this production because it's about the internet and it's about the screens that we have in our lives and how we're drawn to the screen mm -hmm. and so you know we if you don't include that screen which is a character in the play mm -hmm. really then you're not really telling this story true truthfully so we um you know and some i've heard some audience audience members say that they were they were overly drawn to the screen and they wanted to they wanted to watch just the actors but everyone's know, a critic everyone's a critic right you know whatever <laughs> no, but i but i like that analogy that they said because being drawn to the screen is exactly what the play's about so if yeah. they if that was part of their experience i'm okay with that yeah but okay but getting back to i mean what do you do do you tweet lynn lynn manuel miranda and say I've got this idea. You did it with Hamilton. How would I do it? Like, do you find a mentor? What I don't do you do? Think so. Um, <laughs> you should have seen his face when he said that. I don't think so. I don't. Well, think I have that. no idea. It, That's why I'm asking because I don't know. I know how film works. And you you tweak Harrison Ford and you get into them. Is that how you do it? No. Right, no, I know. I'm I'm giving That's you. That's why crap, giving me grief. But, but 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 seriously, I mean that's a you know with 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 film, you uh, you would try and uh, attach somebody to to a project okay. that is then going to drive money to the project. Right. Uh, that is you know I mean it's all about the people that you attach to a project, your producers, your directors, your actors, and so on, to, to bring people in to get something off the ground. I haven't got a clue how you put something yeah. on Broadway. Yeah. Oh, no. This this is a great question. I'm not I'm not, I mean, I do but have I'll ask Harrison I, Ford I, when I, I see you, him. You, you should. You should. But don't ask him to fly you any, any place, mm -hmm. uh, you know. Don't do that. But you um I I do have answers to your question, but remember, I know nothing about I knew nothing about theater, the theater world. I came out here yeah. for movies. I mean, I I study, I love being in uh, classes and, and doing mm. plays, but uh, you know, I don't know the Broadway world. I moved away from New but York. But that's an incredibly brave thing to take on something that you don't know anything about. I knew nothing about it. I, I've learned a boatload, and so I have answers. Okay. But um, you don't need to give it away. But I just I, was wondering. I don't think it's it a was. secret. I mean, I'm happy to help people. I mean, because I think that's how helping others is is how you learn yourself and that's yeah. what you're doing here with the podcast i i think um you know you, number one put yourself out there this is the big thing we wouldn't have met if we didn't try to put the try to stage the play yeah. you know and, and, and uh it was an all-out uh, huge monumental struggle to get that thing up but we got it up we put it in front of six audiences and you know and so i have confidence in it now and i have a production. I learned, I rewrote some things, you know, I learned from you. I think it's always plays are different than movies. I mean, I've made, I've made movies that I've written too, but once you make them, they're done. You Unless know? you're Ridley Scott. Right. Oh yeah. Then you can just put Christopher Plummer in. That well, didn't work. Let's try this. Yeah, I guess. Mm. But, um, but yeah, may, maybe in special cases, like you could tweak it, but, but in a play, you can, you can change it. Every, every production can be uh, a tweaked version, which is nice. But, there are, you know, you use the you use the internet. I've been using the internet to promote this play, and I've been using the internet to to search and and learn the answer to that big question, which holds uh, like every hope and dream of my life right now. Um, so I have submitted this play now to uh, to a number of colleges that are looking for new productions, a number of theater companies. Uh, some regional companies throughout uh, throughout the states. Um, I think one or two maybe in London, um, and about ten or so in in New York, including oddly enough the company that produced Hamilton. That, that, so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I guess you do shake on uh, Lin Manuel's leg a well, little bit. You know, you do what you got to do. You know, in this in this business, 
they've always said it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. But, but it's never a direct path to that person. Well, it, it's, you know, the, I, I think that, um, I think it's very true. It's, it, but, but the more you put yourself out there, the, the more people you'll know. And so I, I just think you got to trust and throw it out to the universe. Do not be scared. Try not to have an ego. Egos shut these things down. Um, just, just be, be genuinely open to, to listening uh, and, and be brave to, to put it out there. And, you know, yeah, I got some terrible criticism, but I got a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of love too and a lot of confidence from that, uh, from that time, uh, you know, from the, play, the production of it. So, yeah, the, just doing it mm. and sharing it and um, so, so we'll see. I did uh, another a group of producers did contact me about about um, sort of a sh Shark Tank type mm -hmm. game for musicals that uh, you know where you can uh, this this could be fun you know but it could be a good way to meet people too um, and uh, and so I I hope they invite me to do that. Yeah. It's called Theater Accelerator. And uh, and these are all Broadway producers and you know investors that will see this thing mm. if I you know I get I get five minutes to to uh, pitch it mm. so you know I I mean it's a, I think there are similar things like I've been to pitch fests for screenplays that that this uh, theater accelerator sounds a lot better because. Because it's one number one, it's free. Number two, all the, the my favorite color. Well, the 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 thing, the wonderful thing about uh, theater people and musical theater people is uh, like they're just such happy people. Like they're just generally speaking, uh, like really happy about ideas, really happy to talk to you. I mean, if you're if you manage to live your life doing that, you know, and uh, and you get to a particular point where you've had, you know a certain success in performing plays mm. it's 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 play it's it's fun mm. so um so it's been um you know the the people that i've talked to at, at that you know um theater accelerator group they're very friendly people and um well i wish you all the best with it Thank you. And it's been delightful talking to you. Well, it's, it's, it's been a blast. It's I had really so many tangents. It's been excellent. I, I know it's it's too much. I don't know if we if there's anything to follow in this conversation. We but might it was... need to do a part two <laughs> it was a good when time. it gets on Broadway. All right, Chris Valenti. Thank you. Thanks, Ella. You've been listening to Tape Fountain with Ella James. For more, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. You can subscribe to the podcast at Audio Boom, Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcasting app. This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com.